Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And once again, I'm so glad to be here with you for this week's episode, which is about space, the final frontier. (laughs) What I mean is today we're talking about your need for personal space, emotional space, and physical space in midlife. Now, I have to tell you, this topic kind of surprised me when a coach pointed it out for me. I really didn't see the pattern in some issues I'd been working out and working on for a few years. But now I see it really clearly, and I know it's becoming more and more of an issue these days with everything going on and being stuck at home like you are. Or I would like to actually make a small correction to that, being safe at home like you are. That's actually a little tweak worth mentioning because it has everything to do with your mindset right now, right? Stuck at home versus safe at home. Think about it. Which way do you think about being at home right now so much? It's pretty important because the way you think about the space you're living in and the way you're living in it right now really sets you up emotionally. And what I mean is that each of these separate thoughts will make you feel a different way. When you think, I'm stuck at home, notice how you feel. Maybe sad stuck for sure, unhappy, maybe hard done by, like woe is me. And this is really different than when you think I'm safe at home. Notice those feelings. I personally can feel the shift immediately. I feel grateful, appreciative, calm, and definitely safe. I think this is a great way to kick off this episode about your need for personal space, emotional space, and physical space in midlife the way you're thinking about your home in these unbelievably unique times. So let's shift our focus now from how you think about being at home to how you operate in your home. And to me, I think that this really is a midlife thing, super common. For years, you've been putting other people first, and this may have played out a little bit in your home. (laughs) Think about how much space you actually have for yourself. Now, I know this will be different for everyone, and that's totally okay. Actual square footage is something that each of you will have a different opinion about. The point is, what space do you think of having for yourself? And then ask yourself what your opinion is about that space. For example, do you have any dedicated space in your home that is just yours? Do you have a hobby or a craft room, maybe a she shed if you're really lucky, or a table area that's just yours? What about a bathroom? Or if you share a bathroom, do you have more than one sink? And is that yours? Do you have your own car? Maybe your own bike? Maybe a stationary bike or a Peloton, something like that. Um, What about your own office? Do you have your own office? Or do you at least have your own desk in a shared office? Now, if you live alone, the question becomes a little different because you have all the space. (laughs) Um, For you, think about protected space in your day as it relates to time. 
Do you have blocked off time that you protect for yourself for personally, right? When you don't answer the phone or maybe when you focus on whatever it is that you want and are you able to relax because it's locked down and you're secure in that time and space? Something like that. So here's the thing. By your age and stage, you've sacrificed a lot putting everyone else first. Perhaps the resources, funds, and space were tight. So you likely made decisions that quite comfortably put you and your desires last on the list. It starts to wear a bit thin about now. Like I hinted at earlier, I didn't quite see what was going on with me on this topic. First, I'm married and I share a bedroom. We live in a spacious Brady Bunch style home from 1963. About half of it has been renovated, but not the bathrooms. (laughs) The kids' bathroom has a perfect layout for my three young men, who happen to all be home right now for the time being, which isn't a usual thing. But the master ensuite, super small, only one sink, and a lovely lavender toilet and matching bidet. Oh, did I mention I'm married to a bearded man? Anyone who lives with a bearded man knows what I'm talking about with one sink. Brutal. And actually, I live with four bearded men, but only share a bathroom with one. So the reason I share all of this is the lack of ideal bathroom space. Duly noted. But this hasn't really been a problem, believe it or not. It's not been ideal, but not really a problem in that it hasn't made it to the top of the list of things to actually deal with, like to spend money on and deal with. My definition for how something moves its way up on the list is usually that it can't just be ugly or not ideal. It has to also be broken. (laughs) So, so far, thankfully, my lavender bathroom situation hasn't actually fallen through the ceiling and (laughs) it works just fine, uh, except for the things I complain about, but it technically works fine. But the thing is that there really is a space problem that has snuck up on me. I'm a creative and crafty type of gal. I have many interests and I love making things and creating. I've always been in a shared office with my husband until a couple of years ago, right? But there was an extra desk in the office that I claimed for my creative pursuits. So we each had a desk and then I had an extra desk for my creative pursuits things, all my things, which was mainly making beaded wire pendants and kippahs for Jewish women. I know I've talked about that in other episodes. But for the last six years or so, I transitioned into a home-based business. I'd always worked outside the house in a traditional work setting with commuting and the whole bit. Now, this transition to this situation is what snuck up on me. I didn't really anticipate my needs for space and privacy. There was no natural office space available for me in the house. No bedroom had yet been vacated by a fully launched kid. And the basement was set up as a rec room, billiards room, and a music room, you know, with the drum set, the electric piano, like all of it. I couldn't imagine messing up that whole arrangement. But I was increasingly frustrated by my situation, and it was becoming more and more obvious that My husband and I each needed privacy for confidential calls on the phone and on Zoom. We were both needing time in the evening when we were both home, uh, as well as me just working in the day, like we were really running into each other. And the way I was working without a dedicated professional space was taking a toll on me emotionally. I found myself constantly frustrated by the lack of good background for my online Zoom calls. 
and constantly on edge that my 130-pound dog might come around a corner and start barking at me to feed him, which totally happens. And when a 130-pound dog starts barking at you, it's very disruptive. (laughs) So what I noticed was that I felt completely unprofessional and disorganized, and I knew I needed to make some serious adjustments. So I decided to claim the back east corner of my house. It's what used to be called the bar, completely with mirrored accent walls and a groovy, wavy countertop surface on the bar and a teeny tiny sink. It does have the best window, though. And I look out on a beautiful forested ravine and I have a bird bath and it's really fun to look out the window. So I repurposed some, some of the furniture and I bought a few storage cabinets to make a wall. Like the wall doesn't go up to the ceiling, but it's like a three-quarter height wall. And I get the cabinetry I need and it makes a nice background. And that's what I did. So finally, this was better. I had more space. I had dedicated space and I started to relax into it. But the lack of doors created a problem. I couldn't really secure the privacy that I needed. I thought about renovating, but this seemed, I don't know, it just seemed like a lot of money. So to renovate the space, I would have to, like, it's not just an empty space. There's all this built-in stuff that I mentioned with the mirrors and, you know, those glass shelves from the 70s. I've got those. It's all wallpapered. It's got this really large cabinetry with the wavy surface. And so to, I don't know, like redo all that, it just seemed like it was a pretty expensive project. Thousands, right? Not hundreds. (laughs) So I just thought if I got the cabinetry and made it functional, it would, I could just really see if this space was going to work. So like I said, it was working, but the lack of door thing was a problem. Uh, So then one day, One of my girlfriends came by who's a real estate agent and she took a look and she said right away, she's like, Susie, you just need French doors to block off the whole room, not just your little section of it. Bingo. That was it. That was it. It was such a simple and and beautiful solution. There was even a door frame leading into the back part of the house as if there were doors there at one time. So that would be super easy to put French doors in an existing door frame. And that wasn't nearly as an, ex- as an expensive uh, undertaking as renovating a whole giant space. So I was pretty excited about it. I was pretty confident, too, that this solution would be the most inexpensive way to move forward. But another year went by with me feeling disorganized and unprofessional, which was so weird because my coaching business was growing and I was helping more and more women. This space problem was clearly more of a problem than I anticipated. So one time I went to a coaching event and a coach sniffed the problem out and coached me on it. I was clearly resisting fixing the problem. And here is what I want to share with you. I wasn't just telling you a story about my terrible office situation. Even though I clearly had a successful and growing online coaching business, even though I worked at home, even though I coached women on this same issue, I could not see what was going on with me. What I realized was that I felt uncomfortable spending the money 
on myself. I felt bad about spending the money on me. I couldn't believe it. I was floored. I really didn't see all of the discomfort that was going on and how resistant I was. Now, my amazing women in the middle, what is coming up for you as I tell you this story? This same situation could be playing out for you. Maybe not exactly the same, but I'm sure that there probably is a space issue in your home too. So I want to ask you a couple of questions. Does it feel indulgent to claim the space in your home that you want and perhaps even need? Especially now when you're spending more time in your home, perhaps even with more people than normal. Ask yourself, do you have the space that you need to function, to play, to relax, to create, to work, to prepare, whatever it is? The thing is that you count too. Your needs matter. And I got to tell you, more than one friend of mine suggested that I kick one of my three young adults out of his room and take that space. And believe me, I considered it. But it's a weird age, and I want my kids to have the space they need until they're fully, fully launched. For some reason, that's crystal clear. (laughs) What I needed for myself, not so much. But now I know. This whole personal space, emotional space, and physical space thing in your home is critical. I did a great interview with interior designer Toby Fairley about designing your home after your empty nest settles in. It's episode 68, if you're interested. She had lots of great tips and ideas to help you claim more of this incredibly valuable space and make it your own. So the link for that is in the show notes. But I guess overall, what I'm suggesting is that you take a look at making space for you in your home that is just yours. And like I said, if you live alone, space for you might be time that's secured or protected as just for you. Or like me, justifying what it is you really want to make your space better for you, more workable for you, more in line with what you're really excited about. It's staking a claim and making it so. It's honoring yourself and your needs. And I have to say, with everything going on in the world right now, this whole issue of space in your home has come up with a lot of the women in my community. There's less privacy overall. So you might be thinking, where can I make more privacy happen? Or you just don't have a place that's just yours. Like I said, even a chair, like a comfy chair or a desk off to the side. It can be quite painful to fight for your rights to have space too. My kids have made jokes that I'm taking over the house with my claiming the back corner of the house. But when I look at the square footage of the space that they have dedicated to them and their priorities, which is three bedrooms and two rec rooms in the basement, I find myself thinking, geez, I'm also running a business. (laughs) So whether it's space for relaxation, for exercise, for work, for creativity, you have to prioritize making it happen or it just won't. So here are the Four main things to consider when your space is your final frontier. The first thing is, what do you want dedicated space to do? The second thing, 
Why is this important to you? The third thing, when you think about this desire, how do you feel? And finally, number four, do you like your reasons? Now notice all of this in your situation. If you're not feeling great about it and you don't like your reasons, please do some thought work and see what's going on up there for you and you might just be surprised. You owe it to yourself to really like those reasons and create what it is at this point in your life that you really want, even when it comes to space. Redesigning and re-envisioning your space in the home that you have worked so hard to create for yourself and your family, it can be an amazing time for you to shine a light on what you want and what you wish for, what you're dreaming about. It can really start with just rethinking your space or claiming your space. Your space can really be a reflection of your effort to be more intentional in midlife. I really, really believe that. And I look forward to what comes up for you as you're thinking all this through. And please send me a picture. Send it to me. I would love to see what you're up to and what ideas you have. Okay, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck. It's time for you to get excited about your life again, my friend. It really is. Being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be. So check out the show notes with more information and links at www.susierosenstein.com. Download my free ebook, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s, at susierosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. And if you want to keep this conversation going, head over to the free Women in the Middle community Facebook group where you can continue the podcast conversation. And of course, you can learn more about coaching together too. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women in the middle community. Let's do this, ladies. It's time to be finally first, one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.